May the farce be with you, the assault on Vodayan village. In mid-January 2023 a separatist militia force attempted to assault and capture the village of Vodayan, west of Donetsk city. This was supported by a Russian army bridge layer. The action was calamitous if not farcical. Eight years of proxy and today open Russian military support to the Donbass separatists has not produced even moderately competent or professional forces. The assault was also paradigmatic of wider problems facing the Russian war. There have been countless such assaults on the stalemated eastern fronts. This article reviews the action with a view to making observations on the tactical shortcomings of Russian forces. Detail of the sequence of actions and images are drawn from the Ukrainian National Information Portal Tysk reported by Sensor.net. Context and Opposing Forces Vodayan is a small village roughly 10 kilometers west of the Donetsk city outskirts and southwest of the contested town of Avajivka. The front line has been static in this area since the fighting in 2014 to 2015. Immediately south is the village of Piski and to the east Opatman. Southeast is the long-abandoned Sergei Prokofiev International Airport, where football fans once arrived to watch home matches of the prestigious Shakhtar Donetsk. One the area is open with some undulations and isolated plantations. Vodayan itself stretches for roughly one kilometer along the line of a waterway and series of reservoirs that once fed the city and mining industry. Ukrainian defenders blew the small dam east of the town flooding approaches from the east and south. Towards the end of 2022 separatist forces managed to take hold of Pisky and Optine as well consolidate their positions at the deserted airport. The southern half of Vodayan was also occupied. This seemed to encourage attempts to advance further to capture the entire village, despite the settlement has no particular tactical or strategic significance. Separatist forces involved in the assault were drawn from the Vostok 11th Separate Motor Rifle Regiment, 11 OMSB, 1st Army Corps, 1st AK, People's Militia of the DPR. Troops from 1st Slovyanska Separate Mechanized Brigade, Omspra, were lodged in the southern half of the village with the flooded waterway acting as a front line. Ukrainian defenders in the sector included troops from 501st Separate Marine Battalion, 36th Separate Marine Brigade, 36 Omrump, and 59th Separate Motor Rifle Brigade, 59 Ompra. The action was a company battalion-level fight. Ukrainian intelligence learned about the impending assault a week before it was mounted. The location of Vodayan in the Avajivka sector source, militaryland.net. First action, 14 January, bridge laying by MTU-72. The day before the assault, a single, unescorted MTU-72 bridge layer traveled three kilometers west from separatist-held Opatan and laid a bridge over the partially frozen, flooded area where Ukrainian defenders had blown the dam. Author's Elaboration and Imagery from Tysk The militias are not equipped with modern bridge layers, or any at all, so it is possible the vehicle was operated by Russian army engineers who deployed the bridge and left. Ukrainian defenders responded to this development by destroying the bridge with a precision shell. For unclear reasons, 
It appears the destruction of the bridge was not reported by militiamen lodged in the southern half of Vodayan as the following day an attempt was made to assault the village by crossing the now unusable bridge. This action is described later. Second action, the 15th of January, morning, squad assaults from the south. On the 15th of January, around 9 to 10 a.m., militia from 1st Slavyanska Separate Mechanized Brigade, Omspra, began to mount squad-sized assaults against Ukrainian positions in the village. These moved through the ice from the southern part to the northern part. The assaults were unsupported and uncoordinated with any other actions. There is no further detail on these attacks. It is surmised from what followed that they were not pressed with conviction and at the end of the day the front line remained unchanged with the militia lodged in the same houses in the southern half of Verdian. It is possible this was intended as a distraction, but it only served to alert the defenders. Third action, the 15th of January, midday, armored infantry company assault. Around noon a column of around 8 to 9 BMP-2s departed from the area of Piski to the south and traveled north. At 12.52 p.m. the column approached the intersection of the Donetsk district and the Vodayan road, where it was spotted by a Ukrainian drone. At the intersection, the column turned off the road and headed cross-country in a northwesterly direction towards a plantation. One of the BMP-2s was destroyed at the intersection. In the words of Tysk's account, when the column approached that place, they were fired at from everything that was at hand, artillery, and, uncrewed aerial vehicles with explosives. Author's Elaboration and Imagery from Tysk The company commander's BMP-2 was hit first. In his account, our car was hit first, we took up all-round defense. We went to the forest plantation, cleared it. It then appears he was wounded by a grenade, dropped by a quadcopter. I was copied by a bird, and a mine of 80s, grenade, flew two meters from me, wounded in the leg and in the intestines. The guys dragged me away, waiting for evacuation. The car, BMP-2, exploded. A classic example of honey potting, bunching on the objective. Excellent Ukrainian gunnery with tight dispersions stopped the attack. Eight to nine BMP-2s were destroyed or damaged. BMP-2 offers no protection against 152-155 of a millimeter shell splinters. The separatist commander reported about 70% of all died. Source, Tysk. Fourth action, the 15th of January, early afternoon, the cavalry arrives, or two tanks. At some point in the mid-afternoon, after the BMP-2 company had got into trouble, two T-72BS approached Vodanier following the same route used by the infantry. The first was hit, and destroyed by a Stugner P-80GM. The second managed, to reach the cover of the plantation and attempted to hide. However, Trees at this time of year have no vegetation so it is impossible to conceal a vehicle such as tank. The Ukrainian defenders dropped grenades from a quadcopter on the engine compartment, and disabled the tank. T-72B hit by Stugner P-80GM source, Tysk. 
Fifth Action, the 15th of January, late afternoon, platoon assault from the east. Later in the afternoon, a platoon comprising of one BMP-1, a 1960s vintage vehicle, and three BMP-2s approached from Operton in the east and attempted to use the destroyed bridge laid by the MTU-72 bridge layer the previous day. The BMP-1 was hit by artillery fire at a road intersection and advanced no further. In the description of Tysk's account the remaining three BMPs stood next to each other on the southern edge of the embankment, unable to cross the destroyed bridge, where they continued to be shot at by artillery, as a result of which they all scattered. One BMP-2 was destroyed, two were damaged. Author's Elaboration and Imagery from Tysk This was the last action of the day. A lack of night fighting capabilities means fighting almost always stops during the hours of darkness. Observations Poor operational security Poor operational security has been a feature of Russian forces. Two contributing reasons have been the widespread use of insecure Chinese or Motorola walkie-talkies, and the ill-disciplined use of mobile phones. Timing and direction of the assault The most advantageous time and direction for an assault would have been at dawn and from the east. The sun would have been in the eyes of the defenders. Only sentries may have been deployed at this early hour. An assault at midday from the south offered no advantages. Frontal attacks A consistent tactic of Russian forces has been repeated frontal attacks heedless of repeated failures and the human and equipment cost. This was one example of scores, such actions. There was no attempt to surprise, feint, or use deception. The assault was signaled and quickly detected by uncrewed aerial vehicle, UAV, surveillance. Lack of UAV cover. The assault was not supported by uncrewed aerial vehicles. The Russians do not supply the separatists with UAVs. The militia pool money to buy Chinese Mavic-style quadcopters but in this instance it appears none were available. The lack of drones in militia forces, in fact, is a perennial complaint. This contrasts with the better-funded Wagner PMC that makes extensive use of small drones to command and control assaults. At Vodayan, the Ukrainian defenders made good use of drones to detect, track and target the assaulting groups. Lack of fire support In the summer, excessive firing of artillery systems and barrel were led to the withdrawal of artillery pieces from the Donbass militias and prioritization of available barrels to Russian army units. Subsequently, shell hunger has become a problem. At the beginning of January 2023 it was reported Russian artillery fire had declined by as much as 75%. The attack on Vodayan was neither preceded nor supported by artillery or even mortar fire. And the effectiveness of accurate Ukrainian artillery support. In contrast with the assaulting separatist forces, Ukrainian defenders benefited from timely and accurate artillery support. The assault was effectively stopped by the Ukrainian gunners. With the exception of the two T-72BS, every other vehicle, as many as 12 BMPs, was destroyed or damaged by shellfire. The majority of fatalities and wounded were inflicted by the shellfire. 
Ukrainian gunnery illustrated that precision versus conventional munitions is a false debate. Both are needed. The bridge was destroyed by a precision shell. The assault was checked by conventional shells. Lack of air or aviation support. The much-criticized NATO air campaign over Kosovo, Upalide Force 1999, began with a low average of 150 daily strike sorties and eventually ramped up the effort to 483 daily strike sorties. Currently, the Russian Air Force, VKS, is averaging around 10 to 20 daily tactical bombing runs, Su-25s, the Ukrainian MOD daily situation update reports the numbers. Two aviation, Car-52 and Mi-28N attack helicopters, averages less. This is a completely inadequate level of effort. In the case of the separatist forces, there is no air or aviation support. They lack forward air controllers and what air and aviation is made available is prioritized for the Russian Army and Wagner PMC, some pilots are Wagner contractors. The Su-25s launch unguided bombs and rockets in risky low-level attack profiles. Attack helicopters typically launch unguided rockets. It is entirely possible the attacks fail to hit intended targets. Total lack of coordination in the assaulting forces. The assault on Vodian was S series of separate, uncoordinated actions. An impression is given that a week before the attack, when the Ukrainians learned something was afoot, a group of separatist commanders came to a verbal agreement to have a go at Vodian after the orthodox Christmas lull, and there was little more preparation other than rough confirmation of timings and where each would attack. There were likely no orders groups, that a western soldier would recognize, or rehearsals. Nobody was in charge. Each group answered to its own leader. Lack of or inadequate tactical communication systems. The separatist vehicles, T-72BS and BMP-1-2S, are fitted with Soviet-era radios, for the British reader, equivalent to Larkspur radio sets. A proportion likely no longer work and spares are either no longer available or difficult to obtain, hence the ubiquity of insecure, short-range walkie-talkies. Lack of coordination with flanking units. The assault on Vodian on 15 January was an isolated effort. There was no attempt to coordinate the attack with flanking units. In this regard it was paradigmatic of the Russian war. The operational level of command, brigade division, has been largely absent, mostly due to the inadequacies of tactical communication systems, but also because of the mix of forces answering to different chiefs, and in the case of the militias, effectively local warlords. Summary of the assault on Vodanyay, the 15th of January 2023 source, Taisk. At the time of writing, February 2023, Vodayan remains contested. To the north, the stalemate at Avajivka continues with recent separatist attacks resulting in the loss of four tanks and nine BMPs. Drone footage showed clusters of dead lying in the snow. To the south, the front line remains unchanged at Marinka. TV Azizdar visited on 10 February 2023. There is not a single living place here, said Azizdar correspondent Roman Zekerdiv. He filmed a wasteland.